is have you been confronted with male anger as a mother, a sister, a wife, or a daughter? Or are you an angry man who's looking to transform his relationships with women and be an example for other men? Today's show is just for you if the answer is yes, so stick around. Sweet babies, I'm Candace. Let me tell you something. I've been where you are. For years, I was unclear about my love life and trying to achieve someone else's idea of love. My families, the churches, the millions of romance novels I read through high school, none of which got me anywhere but unhappy with my love life. But guess what? I broke free from that cycle and created a love life I love that loves me back. And now I'm here to guide you to do the same. Join me on a journey from feeling disappointed in your relationship history to madly in love, from broken and guarded to whole and happy. It took abuse, grief, and homelessness for me to learn how to let go of control and be guided to transform my love life. And because I want to save you from as much of that as I can and get you to the good part, I became a relationship coach and a hypnotherapist. And I've helped thousands of women like you rewrite their love stories as well. So together, we'll shake off the chains of perfection and not enoughness and embrace the loving relationships that we truly deserve. Alongside incredible guests, we'll share stories of resilience, unveil secrets to unconditional self-acceptance, and chart a course to relationships that will bring you ease, peace, and joy. I'm here every week, so don't just listen. We want you to comment, engage, and be a part of this conversation, especially if you are on with us live. Any of the platforms that you're on, we will respond to you, maybe not in the moment, but definitely later if we miss you in the moment. Your voice matters, and we're building a community of empowered, vibrant women of color and culture rewriting our love stories together. So let's get started. I want to introduce you to my guest today. I'm so glad that she is back, my special guest, Mika Joseph. She is both life coach and designer for 15 years now, and she can guide you to your fullest potential and inspire you by bringing her limitless creative visions to life. With her expertise as a life coach, Mika possesses a unique ability to understand the symbiotic relationship between personal growth and the spaces that we inhabit, making her a true catalyst for transformation and positive change. She was with us about a month ago, and I am so happy that she's come back to Grace's again. She's not only one of my own personal coaches, she's a transformationalist in my life, but she's also a mom of three fully grown sons, which in my view makes her the perfect expert for today's discussion as well. Let me welcome Mika on the show. Let me get you off hello. mute. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. I'm so glad to be back. Yes, I'm glad you could come back. Because <laughs> I know you're busy. I know you're like dual entrepreneur. You got things going on. I so, do. Yeah. I do. I do. I do. Yeah. So awesome. 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 I love this topic that you are bringing up um, today about just navigating through uh, male anger, whether that's through your spouse. It could be your brother, too. You know, like father. Um, child, um, however. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this conversation. Yeah, yeah. And I'm excited that you're not only just willing to be having this conversation, but that you come with such a wealth 
behind you of experience around your relationships with men. And I know that that's something, you know, we have, we share the wake up everybody community. Yeah. We both facilitate. And a lot of times when I've watched your facilitations, like, you know, I, I feel like it does enrich, you know, what you're talking about having raised men. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know when it comes to this this topic. So I'm glad. You, I mean, you were the one who inspired it because remember we were communicating about what are we going to talk about, and you're like, I don't feel like talking about dating. Let's talk about. text me about the topic. I was so in it. I was like, oh my god, I am so like ah, yeah. male anger, you know, and also because I'm a coach, you know, I coach people from different backgrounds and I know this community is mostly people of color, but I coach people from every culture. Right. And it was so interesting. Like last week, all the women that I was coaching was dealing with some sort of male anger. Right. And asking, really asking for guidance on how to deal with male anger and then when you text me about the topic i was also dealing with not so much male anger but male indifference mm. you know almost feel just as violent <laughs> depending on the relationship right exactly right yeah. indifferent and yeah. you know for women like in and 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 anybody it doesn't have to be like inside of a relationship anybody can feel indifference like you're mm-hmm. like eh, whatever you know like you're kind of like i speak to you when i speak to you and i'll rock with you when i rock with you mm-hmm. and what that creates is like an ambivalent kind of relationship a, a, a relationship that you don't have you don't have certainty yeah around it you know and that's very 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 uncomfortable for uh anybody but especially women because mm-hmm. We like to know, okay, this is the foundation. We are grounded. You know, I'm grounded in this relationship. I kind of know what's going on. And so that ambivalence, that indifference, is it is like walking on lava. Yeah. You know, like being on a um, volcano because you don't know. You don't know that uncertainty. You just don't know. And so I last week, I mean, well, this week when you reached out to me, it was like, my thing was like, why is all of this coming up with yeah. so many moms and women with their husbands? Like, what is going on? And, so, and I think it was just time for us to actually speak about it because we don't really talk about it. We normalize it, but we don't really face it and go one on one and talk about male anger and what that is like for a woman. Absolutely. And I love that you're pointing to it being about the whole community, because I think not only do we not talk about it, but oftentimes we're dealing with it like on our own, like an island on our oh, own. Oh, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's it's also like shameful. Yeah. You know, like I'm a, like you feel like shame because you don't know how to manage this person that you love. Right. So it's not like. You don't want to, and then you're grown. So it's not like, you're like, you're going to somebody like, he's mad at me. What does that mean? Right. Like, <laughs> like I'm going to be punished. Right. 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 We're going to that too. The one thing that I want to do before we go too deep, because I want to make sure to do a safety disclaimer, because I know with a conversation like this, a lot of different themes can start to come up. So I just want to make sure for anybody who's listening that, you know, we've created a safe container and that there is an understanding around what we're 
what we're offering and delivering. So I want to just let everybody know today's show is for mothers, wives, girlfriends, sisters, daughters, nieces who have been confronted with male anger, regardless of how you responded. We're not saying that women are all angels and we never do anything wrong. Right, this right. is not about you know how you responded. It's it, what do we do with the confrontation of that? Today is a show of compassion. So it's also a show for men who feel that it's important that they be in this conversation because they also want to learn and grow and heal, right? Today is not about making anyone right or wrong. As humans, we all have the capacity to behave in ways that are hurtful to others. We're not here to villainize or to victim blame anyone. We're not here to apologize for anyone, right? Or lead anyone to be in conflict with their own inner knowing. And when I say that, I'm talking about particularly when it comes to your safety. If you are out there and you are in the face of anger, particularly with your partner, with your male partner, you feel unsafe, you feel physically unsafe. The, the disclaimer is that do not mess around with your sense of safety. Do not mess around with your inner knowing. We are not here to dispel any feelings that you might be having if you are um, you know, worried about your safety in a relationship. Today's show might have themes of violence, abuse, maybe even suicide or other triggering content. So if you stay and you feel as though you are at risk of any of these things, we will provide a list of national hotlines in the description everywhere this broadcast appears. Please do not hesitate to reach out for support. Your life and your safety is of utmost importance around all of this. I know that when we start talking about anger and how people respond to anger, a lot of topics come up and a lot of people have been through some pretty horrific things around this topic. Is there anything, Coach Mika, that you wanna to add to that that came up for you as I'm sharing that? covered it. And yeah. I want to say thank you for covering that and being so detailed and knowing that people, this is a safe space. And the intention is, again, not to vilify anybody, yeah. but to just have a conversation about something that we think are, is kind of taboo and we don't talk about it. You know, we mm -hmm. kind of just deal with it ourselves. And so thank you for covering all of those bases. And if this conversation is triggering for you, mm -hmm. you know where they can go, the resources that they can have. So absolutely. thank you for that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I feel like, you know, it's so easy. We were talking about social media earlier. It's so easy to find the rants and the, and the you know, sort of generalized opinions and the, and the, you know, response to trauma, which, you know, some people just need to get that off their chest, but it doesn't necessarily provide safety for the other people. <laughs> right, right. You know, so I, I want to make like fast food coaching. Right. <laughs> yeah, like fast food advice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Or just, you know, let me just let me do what I need to do for me. Right. And, and you know, vomit it all over you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's let's talk about this a little bit. So, you know, um, we talked about how we were communicating and that you feel like there, it's been in the air. I actually feel like it's been in the air. I recently had a small incident with my partner's best friend. And even though I, you know, I'm in full forgiveness around it, it has had me step away from the friendship. Like I'm not, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to get in uh, the way of you and your friendship. But for me, I think I just need to step away because I felt like a, an anger being expressed towards me. And when you were talking about misplaced anger, it, you know, I, I agree with you that I do think that there's something in the air. Maybe it's Mercury in retrograde. But, I don't know. Right? But also, I think that there is a major shift happening. You know, because I deal in relationships, romantic relationships, there is a major shift happening in how people are trying to navigate how to even deal with each other at all. Yeah. 
And I think that that's a big part of that. So, so tell me something that you're envisioning as far as this conversation that we're creating, um, you know, around what you want to either uh, express or relay or, or dig deep into. I mean, like we talked about it even right before we started just now. It's just that, you know, um, anger is part of the human experience, right? Like, and I think just throughout history, women haven't been allowed to be angry, mm -hmm. right? And so we've been labeled or we, we have a label on us, like when we actually express anger, yeah, right? And- Especially um, when we're brown. Especially when we're <laughs> of color, right? Yes. It's like a whole thing about that, angry black woman, that's like mm -hmm. a thing. And I think, um, but also getting it from just all of the world, not just different cultures, but even your own, you know, it's like, you don't have spaces where you can express your anger. So mm -hmm. when we, when you can't express your anger, you, 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 uh, you cope in other ways, right? And you are like, you might be angry. You might express it with your girlfriend. You know how angry you are, and she can relate, yeah. right? But then you don't get to really express your anger. So we've learned how to kind of like keep our anger under wraps, mm -hmm. right? And then when we are really explosive because we can't, we don't have a container big enough anymore to hold our anger. We're like, rah! Yeah. Like, <laughs> insane. It's like the volcano. Right. It erupts, right? Because yeah. we have been for years and we've witnessed our generations before us do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so, or explode the same way, like take, 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 take take on punishment, take on punishment, take on punishment, and then explode, yeah. right? And, and it's then, so funny, not to interrupt you, but it's so funny how take, 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 take sounds like tick, 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 tick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then boom. And then boom, take, 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 take. It, it is tick, 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 it, it is tick, 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 right? Yeah. And then boom. And I think men get the opportunity to explore their rage and their anger and you know, and it's not looked upon any yeah. way. They have like this freedom to express their anger. And in some cultures, it's like, it's it's even um, looked up to like, oh, they're brave or they're mm -hmm. courageous or they're protectors or however, right? Mm -hmm. And so we have this, um, I would say uh, a, a unrealistic idea of how to process and express anger just throughout centuries. And I I know being in the relationships that I've been in, that a lot of the anger that was being projected towards me was not for me, mm -hmm. right? It was like that anger was, you didn't feel like the man at your job or you didn't, or you, your mom at, told you to do something and you didn't feel like a man, like you couldn't tell her no, yeah. right? Because that's your mom and y'all are cool. Yeah. And so I'm getting the brunt of some unprocessed anger. And 
it doesn't have to always look aggressive. It can be the, like I said, the indifference. It can mm -hmm. be the disregard. And it has become like a, a part of culture through our music, through television, to disregard women yeah. in some kind of way. Yeah. So that's what that's what interests me about this topic. Mm -hmm. So the disregard, that word disregarding or disregard has such weight to it, right? Because it just, it's, it's the exact thing that we as humans, it's antithetical to that need for connection. And right. it's, the exact, it's one of the most violent things that someone can do in their anger, in their wrath. And, you know, when you say that, because another word that you used was misplaced, like the misplacement of the anger. So what do you think is sort of the, um, because I, I, I feel like as a woman, my experience as a woman, as far as when I have misplaced my anger, if I look back and I'm honest with myself, it was almost always misplaced. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> right, <laughs> like right, I was right. really mad at myself or um, you know, mad at a circumstance that I couldn't control and whoever was with me was either the nearest one or they were somebody that I was trying to make do something. Right. 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 So what do you think as someone who has raised sons um, and it, not to side note, but like I just had a discussion with my sisters about how when you have a Y chromosome, there's a, a, a listening difficulty <laughs> when it comes to women. But as someone who has raised sons, what do you think is an avenue into that conversation of my anger may be misplaced? Because I don't necessarily think unless a, a, any person is really open and aware and growing themselves that your average guy, you know, and the average guy that, you know, women out there might be related to or in partnership with or, you know, might be raising themselves. I don't think those men are walking around like, oh, I just disregarded her and I know why. But I mean, like this is it, it is a journey, right? Like I think every we are in this. Uh, I think why all of this is coming up is so that we can heal it, so that new uh, generations can start to learn how to process their anger. I was watching a reel, and it was a little boy, and he was his mom was filming him, and he said to her, he said, "My gut tells me to be rude to you, but my mm -hmm. heart." tells me, and he was five, my heart tells me that that's not right. Wow. But I want to be rude to you. Yeah. Right? Wow. And he was like, I'm not going to be rude to you because I don't want to hurt my heart and I don't want to hurt your heart. He's I mean, five. what is that level of awareness? <laughs> Five-year-old. Five. He's five. That's amazing. <laughs> Has, she's driving and she's recording him and he's in his car seat, right? Yeah. Talking to her from behind. But to actually understand the difference between his gut saying, be mean, right? Mm -hmm. Be rude. And then his heart saying, you know, that that's what we all go through. Yeah. Ultimately, it's a choice, but to even be aware that there is a difference. And which one are you going to choose? I think that is a lesson, not just for men, but for all of us. Yeah. Right? Because we all can be reactive. Yeah. Right? And go, you know, oh, my, my bad. One of my pet peeves is that statement. My bad. Because <laughs> it's so disingenuous, right? <laughs> <laughs> my bad. I didn't mean, 
my bad. I didn't mean. My bad. I didn't mean. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. it doesn't deal with the actual impact that it hurt. Yeah. And women, one of the things that is so easy to say is I'm angry. Yeah. Versus saying I'm hurt. Mm. That is an easy thing to say. Like I'm pissed off. Like you pissed me off. You didn't do that. It's like getting underneath all anger is hurt. Yeah. And so understanding like, oh, I'm hurt that every time I speak to you about this particular thing, it's disregarded. Mm. So I just recently did a speaking engagement and I had a list of human emotions, right? And it was like, A, B, it's from A to Z of mm. human emotions, right? Mm. And what I said is, this is uh, what I said to the, 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 uh, the group, the participants, was that this is your ABCs, your Home Depot of communication of your emotions. Mm. Because it's so easy to say and identify, I'm pissed off, I'm angry, yeah. right? Versus saying, I feel depleted. Yeah. Right. It's a different level of communication is even though we know these things, we don't necessarily when we're in it have access because that's a practice yeah. to actually access your vulnerability to say it takes vulnerability to say I'm hurt. That yeah. hurt me. Yeah. You know, and for men to be able to process their emotions right? Like that little boy did. It's like, I have, you all, we all have choice. Yeah. And so sometimes there is a high off of, you get high off of punishment mm -hmm. because it's like, we watching in movies, revenge, getting people back because we're hurt. Yeah. But we don't deal with the hurt. We just get off of, hmm, see? Yeah. Um, Right? It's like a quick shot of satisfaction. It's like a quick, it it's a false, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. It's a false sense of power. Yeah. Right? You feel, you might feel powerful in that instant, but you don't understand as well simultaneously what you're building is a, a, um, a lack of esteem for yourself as mm. a human being. Yeah. Because you, we know when we hurt people. Yeah. We cannot front and not act like we don't know when we hurt people. Right. We know when we cross those boundary lines. We know, we know. Yeah. Right. And to be vulnerable to actually apologize, not I'm sorry or my bad. Mm -hmm. Right. Because sorry is just a resolve for you to get over. Like we just, okay, great. We got over it. Yeah. I was on a call yesterday and a couple. And the wife said, um, you'd like to tell people I don't do anything, mm. right? And the husband said, all right, get over it, mm. right? Yeah. So I was like, I said to the wife, how does, that, how does that feel? And she said, it hurts. I said to him, do you get it hurts? He was like, she knows. <laughs> she knows how I feel about her, uh -huh. right? And the thing about that was the disregarding of her expression of I'm hurt. Yeah. 
that's like a double-edged sword for somebody to get to be able to say that I'm hurt. Yeah. And then that person that they're saying it to is like, come on already. Right. Yeah. Right. I said, I'm sorry. Let's move on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so women have for, for history navigated through those waters of anger and punishment. Yeah. Like we have become captains of the seas of dealing with the people that we love, anger and emotions and not take care of our needs because we have made choices, life choices, because we're like, we don't want to upset that person. We don't want yeah. that person to be angry. So let me choose this because I don't want that person to be angry. Or let me be this way, not be ourselves, but let me be this way because I don't want to deal with this person's anger. Yeah. Or even like what's coming up as you're saying that is, you know, we've made choices that aren't just avoidance choices, but also uh, coping mechanism choices, right? Like I think a lot of times addiction and things like that come out of not not feeling like I can be vulnerable with you about, you know, how you're affecting me or how I'm affected by our communication. Like I think about my, even my own mom, cause I, my mom had a shopping thing, you know, God rest her soul, she passed away last year. But you know, I know growing up and every time her and my father were on the outs, which was a lot of the time. And my dad had a very, you want to talk about the master of disregard? <laughs> the master. <laughs> And as a child, of course, you know, I didn't have the language for that. We don't know that's what's happening. Right. But, you know, my mom had this this thing where the choice would be, let me uh, placate myself. Let me take care of myself. Let me regulate my nervous system with shopping and eating and doing all of these things because I can't do what I really want to do, which is be able to express what I'm really feeling, express how I really feel. Or the only thing I know to do is to respond in anger. Like you said, say I'm angry rather than say I'm hurt, I'm disregarded, like this is painful. Right. You know? And I definitely think that generation, there's very few people who have those tools. Like I think you mentioned Home Depot earlier, like those tools, were not, like back then it was mom and pop. Right, right. A hammer and a right. a hammer and a screwdriver, and that's it. You know? <laughs> right, that that was it, and some tape, some duct tape, yeah. you know, yeah. or crazy glue. That was those were your options, right? Yeah. And so, you know, I think today we want to start to be conscientious, not just conscious of a situation, but conscientious. And people need to really look that word up and see what conscientious really means and how they can apply it and how they can practice it because we're growing where kids are growing up inside of families where there's no expression of love. Yeah. There may be expression of doing things for each other. Right. But not, and we can collapse that and think that, you know, Oh, that's the expression of love because we have this grandioso party and clothes and the things and the cars and we do a lot for each other, but they don't get to see, kids are not growing up and getting to see uh, how that is, okay, I expressed I'm hurt. Dad got it, yeah. right? And I see the example of that. I see the example of things getting you know, uh, neutralized through communication. I see the example of coming back together and, expressing love through affection 
Yeah. Right. Not just through tolerance. Yeah. And if we continue on this path of not talking about our hurt and more so just keep going back and forth and kids see how parents punish each other. So then they pick that up and they take that to school and they take it and they punish each other the same way. Yeah. Yeah. I would even add you're saying about expressing love through affection, also acceptance, right? Because I think it's almost like which came first, the chicken or the egg. So when you were talking about the example of disregard, so if I say, oh, you know, that I'm hurt when you say that, or that bothered me when you say that, and they're like, oh, you'll be all right. You know, I love you, that kind of thing. I think that, you know, that who knows with any particular relationship where that started or who did it first, right? Because it ultimately doesn't matter. It becomes a cycle. I think it's good for us to look at when I feel disregarded, how have I disregarded? Right. I so, mean, the both sides of it, right? Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, and I think that's the offering. Now, you know, there, it's a fine line because I think that often as women, we are burdened with, well, if your relationship's not working, it's all on you. You got to fix it. You figure it out, you know, because you're the woman. And I don't think that this is that. I think that if you're in earshot of this conversation, doesn't matter your gender, it's that willingness to just be like, if I'm feeling this thing, how am I expressing this thing, right? Or who am I being? Because I think I know for myself, my way of disregarding may not be, oh, your feelings don't matter because I like to consider myself evolved enough to have a conversation if someone says I hurt them. But they might be, well, you know, did you, did you sleep? Are you grouchy or something? You know what I mean? Rather than, oh, I, you know, when I said that thing, that's, that's, you know, this is what I intended, but I could see how you perceive it, that whatever, just giving it validation. You know, I have my sneaky ways of not giving other people's feelings validation. <laughs> and Absolutely. Right? In an angry way, I think as women, we have to own that we also do it. Like, we yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Ours is, a, my, ours may be a little bit more insidious. Yeah. Right? And not so outwardly right and um but it's still anger yeah whether it's anger towards ourselves or anger towards them in some kind of very uh covert way right um but i think we got to start to ask we we i I would say we have to start to ask ourselves why are we so angry Hey, sis, I know you. You want to attract a partner who genuinely loves you as a woman. You want to break generational cycles and experience the fulfilling romantic relationships that your mother and maybe even your grandmother didn't have. You want to learn how to release the pattern of navigating your love life through past hurts, trauma, and abandonment issues. So I've made this easy-to-consume, effective digital course just for you. It's called A Love Life That Loves You Back. I'm Candace Harper, a relationship coach and hypnotherapist, and I would love to help you create that love life. Just go to bit.ly forward slash loving relationships for WOC. Can't wait to see you there. Right. <laughs> and that question makes me laugh because it's like, I feel like as simple as it is, right? As simple as it is. Why is everybody so mad? Right. It's Especially like, why, so right. why are we so angry? And why are we so angry at one another? Yeah. You know, and, you know, we were talking previously and I was talking, you brought up the gentleman who hit that woman in the face with a brick. He was trying to talk to her in the street. Hey, you know, hey, Ma, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And she said, you know, no, thank you. Or I have a man or whatever she said. And he picked up a brick and smashed her in the face with it. Yeah. Right. All of that 
And then I shared with you about the, there was a gentleman, I was watching this reel where there was a gentleman, there was a woman filming herself uh, leaving out of uh, Walmart or something like that. And he followed her and she put it on a live and she was like, you're live. I'm filming you following me. Right. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I'm just trying to talk to you. And she was like, I already have a man. And he's still walking with her, walking with her. And she was like, you're going to stop following me. And he was, she was like, I want you to know that you are live. Like people are seeing. And so his aggression, his Mm -hmm. anger was like, rising because she was filming him when yeah. bro all you got to do is walk away and guess who guess who won't be filmed right it's over it's over yeah right but it's like something to prove and so when she went to like do her uh car to get in her car unlock her car he ran to get in her passenger seat right and then she locked it again before he can open it and then she ran back to the Walmart or to the store, yeah. right? But it's like, what is that that you have to diminish or conquer or um, um, all of it to me f- is derived from insecurity. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't matter what flavor it is. Like even with my children, you know, I have three sons. And so for me, it's about my prayer for them is that they have the highest esteem for themselves and others. Yeah. That their heart heals. That is my everyday prayer. That yeah. their heart heals and that they are protected from even themselves. Yeah. And whatever that takes or whatever that looks like, that is my prayer for my my kids. But the main thing is that they are doing the work to have their highest esteem. Yeah. Because those insecurities, they drive all of us in different ways. Yeah. And we don't want to talk about, and we're very angry that we even have insecurities. Right. (laughs) Anger on top of anger. (laughs) Right. But you got them, bro. You got them. Yeah. Whether you're a woman or a man, you got them. So that makes me, that begs the question for me, because, you know, I have uh, two sisters and they both have raised, you know, practically all grown men. The youngest one, I think, is like 15 or 16. And the oldest one is about 33. And there's six of them, right, between the two sisters. And I remember having a conversation with my sister years ago when her her sons were small. And she said something like, um, uh, either I was going to take care of them, you know, watch them for a little bit. But she said something like, I don't mind if they watch anything that's violent, like like she didn't mind action movies and things like that, just as long as they don't watch anything that's sexual. And when we were talking earlier about like how angry this society is, there is a certain level of like um, uh, celebrating violence, you know, just having that sort of be in the social cultural paradigm, right? That violence is okay, but anything that represents love is not okay. And so, you know, what with now social media, I feel like we're constantly inundated with violence is how you handle things. We're we're inundated with violence and sexuality. Yeah. It's like a soup. But sexuality as a weapon, like even I think that even, you know, sexuality has to be weaponized for it to be allowed. Like if it's represented in a way that is loving or connective, you you rarely see that, (laughs) you know, like on social media and things like that. But my question to you is, um, considering the time when you raised your sons, 
like what were some of the things that, you know, and I know we all evolve, right? So I imagine that you've had an evolution as a mother. What were some of the things that you imparted to them as far as having an understanding that going to your aggression and your maybe animal need to want to hit somebody or hurt something or destroy something is not going to be the answer? Like what were some ways that you sort of... Well, I can't, I, if I answer that, I have to answer that uh, honestly because I am... Uh, I, them growing up because they were with me and they didn't have, I had, I played dual roles of that feminine masculine, but I was more masculine than feminine. Gotcha. Right. And so what they saw in me was, yes, I'm cooking, I'm doing those things. But what they also saw in me is I will flip out in 2.4 seconds. <laughs> and handle you. Right. And yeah. so, you know, um, because that's what I saw. Yeah. Right. And when I think back on it and I think about um, my grandmother and how she would, she was very violent with her her mouth and her tone. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Very mm. violent with her mouth and her tone. So that would, and I can say violent now, but I didn't view that as violent. It was just yeah. like, oh, she cuts you real quick if you cross her, her boundary line with her mouth, right? Yeah. And so I looked at that also as like power. So sometimes we look at aggression and violence as that's some sort of power because we are always going to overcompensate for what we're insecure about. Yeah. yeah. And I think when society and film and music is always talking about violence in this particular way, we can see how that could be, okay, if I want power, I got to be violent. Yeah. Absolutely. Even if it's sexually violent. <laughs> I, have to, I have to throw it up in the air. It's feeding me something. It's yeah. feeding me like this false, that's why I call it a false sense of power. Yeah. People have no idea how powerful they are, yeah. right? Because we get high off of this false sense of power yeah. versus actual power. Right? And I know, I feel like being vulnerable and saying what your true emotions are and being able for somebody to not accept it and you still are in your power of the vulnerability of expression, that's true power. Right. Right. But we don't look at like TV is not showing us that's power. Yeah. Music isn't saying that that's power. History isn't even saying that that's power. What people are ultimately saying is power is some sort of control. Yeah. So why people are angry too is because they are like not seeing how they can control their own lives. So it's like it's easier to try to dominate and control somebody else's mm. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, versus dealing with your own sugar. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can it's say like, that all the time. <laughs> you know, it's like instead of dealing with your own shit, it's yeah. like I'd rather deal with try to control and dominate yours yeah you know and also people feel like like i was talking to my girlfriend earlier today people feel like oh like oh this false sense of power people love the 
the drama of it all on TV. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, oh, I can dominate. I look like the man or I look like the boss chick or whatever. All of these false images, but you don't have power within your heart. Yeah. You don't have power, true power within your expression. Those are your insecurities overcompensating for stuff. And people who have true power can see straight through that. Right. Yeah. They can see straight through that. So, you know, when I say like, oh, people are like uh, fast food coaching, like, you know, these controlling, dominating things that they're putting on social media to talk about Mm -hmm. and not really caring about the unintended impact of your message. Yeah. Right. It's like you think that that's powerful because you got fans listening to you or looking up to you, but you don't get the unintended impact of that message. Yeah. So is it truly power? Yeah. No, it's still another way of trying to control and dominate. Absolutely. It's funny, like everything that you're talking about, what comes up for me is last year or so, I did a couple of months and I was in the, the what they call the manosphere, like coming in as the only woman in the room. And we were doing a similar thing where it was like a live, you know, same platform as on YouTube for a while. And the host was sort of like the controller of the minds of the people <laughs> who would tune in. And it was very much that. And and it points to how, um, you know, we always assume that, that male anger is an aggression and that it's always a violence, but it's also that, that controllingness and using things like manipulation and disregard to control. And that's what his whole... Um, uh, curriculum, his whole paradigm, his, his whole teachings were around how to be that man who can control and manipulate women and can, you know, have them off kilter and have them doing what you want them to do. Now, when I was in the room, often they would be on their best behavior. However, <laughs> the sense of their anger was so palpable that it would almost unnerve me in the sense that, like, I could just feel the energy of it. They were polite as hell to me. Like never once did anyone say anything that disre- disrespected me or um, I, I didn't feel disregarded in the room, but the paradigm as it was discussed and the control that he felt he needed to have over the people who were listening and what he was teaching them about how to control women, to me just like reeked of anger. Like it just was like a, a flame burning inside that that no one was um was kind of pointing at this is what we need to deal with and i always say to myself i don't deal in regret but i'm like i was there and i had an opportunity to just be like y'all are not dealing with your anger (laughs) but there was that part of me that's like be a woman be polite how i was taught to be don't point at what is staring you in the face (laughs) ignore the elephant in the room right be nice be calm because that's what's going to keep you safe. And I think as women, we often do that to ourselves where it's like, don't speak up. And so then I end up getting in trouble because I couldn't speak up for myself. Be polite, be nice. And also probably you avoided that because you didn't want to be punished. Yes. A hundred percent. And that's what I felt like was in that room. Yeah. You didn't want women to suffer. (laughs) You didn't want to be punished for the, the consequence of speaking to something and being gang, being jumped. Yeah, verbally by a group of men. Yeah, you know because you would have to put armor on. Yeah, you know I did a relationship seminar many years ago, 
Um, and the gentleman, his name is Justin Sterling. It's the men's weekend and the women's weekend. He has like these separate weekends. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that um, I experienced was his brutality, his brutality in communication. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it was brutal. I was like, oh, my goodness, where's my pearls? Right? <laughs> and he said, I'm this brutal because this is how men, some men think, mm. no matter how nice they are. Yeah. Right. And so their niceness is they, they, they will be brutal in other ways, hiding it in niceness. Yeah. I'm doing it outwardly so you can feel, because I know you feel this with your mates, yeah. right? It's just hidden in niceness, yeah. right? And so it's like, baby, I love you, but I'm not, you know, I'm not going to take the garbage out or I'm not going to, whatever it is, he was saying, right? He was like, whatever it looks like. He was like, you know, one of the things is that men need men, mm. He was like, men need men, and you, for some reason, want to be everything for a man, mm. right? And he was like, and that is going to get only you in trouble. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he said, yeah. because men need men. Men need to be with men to get out that that hunter, competitive, that 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 thing that's in men. They need that with each other so that they can get that energy out. And so when they do come to you, right, they actually can see your femininity. They can feel it, right? Yeah. But if they're not getting that energy out, the slightest thing you do and that it that seems competitive, it might not be your intention to be, right? right. You can be playing air hockey and you win the game and you gloat a little bit about yeah. it. Yeah. For them because they haven't gotten that out, that energy out there, they are going to try to beat you at something. Yeah, yeah. Or punish you, or punish you for winning the game. Now, this is not coming out of my mouth. This is coming from a man. Yeah. It's so funny that you say that because that incident that I was talking about earlier with my partner's friend, we were doing what we always do. It, like weekly, we have like a social occasion. We do trivia. We do different things. And this week we were playing Connect Four, you know, those big games. Yeah. And uh -huh. I kept beating both of them because I'm really good at it. <laughs> it's such a silly game. And my partner's best friend got really mad and he threw one of the, these big plastic pieces. I threw one of them at me. Uh -huh. And I know that he's a, he's a good person inherently. But that was his, that male aggression thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like not knowing what to do with it. And that's what had me say, you know what? Look, I'm not angry. I'm not resentful. But boundary, we can't hang out if you can't control your impulses. Like, And that's the thing, learning how to process, like understanding for yourself, what is that? Yeah. What is that that has me want to throw this thing at my friend's girlfriend? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that has me step over not just the boundary of man to woman, meaning him to you, but also the boundary of this is my friend's woman. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. another boundary that got the amygdala me. kicked in, and it didn't matter. None of that mattered. In that none moment. of that mattered. None of that mattered yeah. because we don't slow down enough to even think about or process. Because yeah. you know, disappointment is a mother. Yeah. 
And people haven't processed disappointments that they had from eons ago. Whether your mama disappointed you, your daddy disappointed you, grandma disappointed you, the girl that you liked in school, and then all of a sudden you don't like pretty girls because that pretty girl disappointed rejected you, you, rejected <laughs> you. Like there are so many things that are unprocessed. But yeah. the question is for you to actually sit down like that five-year-old boy to say, Oh, my gut is saying to do this. Yeah. I don't yeah. even know why my gut wants to treat my mom so bad. Yeah. But my heart is saying another. Yeah. It's like doing that work to, if you want to live well, you can live however you want to live. You can live a whole, in a whole pot of anger if you right? want to. And right? by yourself. By yourself. <laughs> in your life. Right. Controlling but everything. Like, right. But if you want to live well, yeah, we can live to like how I look now at the age that I'm at. I, my mother's generation and the generation before her did not look like that. You right. know what I'm saying? So yeah, we're looking yeah. younger, we're feeling younger. So you could possibly live into your 90s, 100s. Yeah. Now, do you want to live through the rest of your life from today? This is a question that everybody needs to ask themselves. Do you want to live the rest of your life in this? cage of anger yeah of this cage of separation because anger doesn't allow intimacy yeah, yeah. that's intimacy into me you see yeah right so that means you would have to have a level of conscientiousness to see the impact of your anger on another so when i look at my boys and how i raise them i can see the level of my unprocessed anger and what that had on them yeah now in the moment i didn't have the tools to process it but i became a avid seeker for those tools to process and i'm still processing yeah. right and so today i can clean up my spilt milk I can clean up anytime I spill the milk on somebody unintended or intended. I have enough courage to apologize. Yeah. yeah. I have enough courage to, because it could have been that it would, like I said, unintended. Yet it still had an impact. Yeah. Yet I still hurt somebody. Absolutely. So to be able to process instead of being uh, because one of the other sides of anger is defense. Yeah. Right. Like, and then the person never feels heard because now you're defending their emotions, yeah. which is another form of manipulation and control. Right. You know, it's like, no, you, you, you did do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, well that's on you, you know, yeah. or you're, or you're too sensitive. Maybe if you could take a joke. Yes. Or, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. I mean, I was in an abusive relationship for almost five years. And that, you know, I think we both had our ways of disregarding and doing that to each other. But that whole you're too sensitive thing. Oh, my no. God. That's <laughs> like that's like gaslighting 101. Oh, oh, is it ever? Yeah, it is. It's like one of the if you look up gaslighting, that's like one of the main traits as somebody to uh use that defense of yours too sensitive, right? To get out of, or to get, to not have accountability for their anger, their own anger or what their impact of their anger was, is to use your too sensitive, right? And that's on you. Like you're the one who 
you're at fault for your emotions and you are responsible for your emotions and you have the ability to express when you have been hurt. Yeah. You have that as a right as a human being. Now, that's taking responsibility. I think that being able to say that I feel hurt or something that you said or did, you know, has me feeling hurt. I think that, you know, often we're so busy trying to escape the blame of something that we feel like if someone tells us that they're blaming us for how they feel. But I think when we're willing to be a space for, I feel hurt and what you did may not hurt somebody else, but I do feel it <laughs> and just right. validate that. Like, right. I feel like you can validate that for someone, even if you don't think they should have been hurt by it, whatever should is. Right. You know, you think, oh, you know, my sense of humor is such that I didn't really mean it that way. They well, should. That's a great point because a lot of people use sarcasm. Yeah. Right. To hurt people. Yeah. Like they use it in a form of some sort of uh, joke. Yeah. And a lot of people and, and then people, women also has to have to be careful about their uh, ex expressing their vulnerabilities and their insecurities and somebody not being mature enough to yeah. manage that. Right. Or, or respect it. Because sometimes we express ourselves and a lot of women hold back because they've been hurt yeah. by previously expressing themselves or their emotions. And then that person taking that woman's or that person's insecurities, right? And then using those insecurities to joke on them or to, you know, um, bring it bring it back, right? As another form of manipulation and control. Or to or retaliation, or retaliation, <laughs> or to prove a point by taking something you previously said that you were insecure about or vulnerable about, vulnerable mm -hmm. about, and taking it and then saying, "Ha, you know," or yeah. maybe, or maybe this is you're feeling this way because you did tell me, blah 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 blah, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so we got to be respond. We also have to be responsible for who we're choosing to navigate those waters with because yeah. people are going to be angry, right? But you want to start to see, is this a person's lifestyle? Yeah. Is anger this person's lifestyle? Yes. Because it's a difference between this is just a human being angry and they'll come around and clean up that milk. I get that, you yeah. know, because they're, they're human, yeah. right? But and we all are like we all have our right. moments for sure. But some people, anger is part of their lifestyle. Yeah. Anger is part of their identity, or, or anger addiction. is part of their their addiction, yeah. right? And so we want to you want to be responsible for if you're in if you're choosing that person in your life. Yeah. Right, yeah. and then I'm also asking yourself why. Why am I choosing to be with somebody that or to be around somebody? Because it doesn't have to necessarily be a partner. Like I said, it could be anybody. But why yeah. am I choosing to be around somebody or tolerate somebody who chooses a lifestyle of anger? Right. Like, what am I being a match for? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to I point to, because we've had a couple of comments. I have Chloe. Chloe says she loves the channel. Thank you, Chloe. And she wants to ask a question about dating. Go ahead and ask, Chloe. You don't have to ask permission. Just go ahead and ask your question. And uh, Jacqueline Davis says, whew, that un unprocessed anger. 
Yeah, like what you were saying, Mika, about when someone is consistently an angry person, that's just unprocessed shit. <laughs> and is. so, you know, do you want to be a match for that or not? And and I love that you were pointing to, you know, there's no rule around what you need to do, what you have to do, what you should do or any of that. But it's like if if I say to myself, my experience is that I'm pushing everybody away or, you know, and particularly, I think sometimes uh, men can struggle with this, but I guess women, too. It's like, I, I don't understand why I can't have a good relationship with a woman. It might be, you know, relationship after relationship, one thing after another. It's like, we also have to be w willing to be open to recognizing when we are consistently expressing anger. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where the hard part comes in because it's, it's sometimes easy to recognize that in somebody else and then be able to say, well, you know, that person's too angry, but recognizing it in ourselves, I think is a whole nother ball game. Cause I know from, you know, my own experience, my twenties and thirties, we're probably about a good 60% anger <laughs> or anger, misplaced anger expressed in ways that weren't healthy. And if you would have asked me, I would have said, oh no, I read the four agreements. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> But then don't trigger me because then you're going to see it. Right, you know? right, and, right. And, and then I would be able to then justify it as well. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think that's another thing. I, I don't want to uh, take away from men because I think men get a bad rap in their ability to evolve and, and grow themselves. Of course. Them, right. Of course. A lot of times women are in the conversation of why are we always doing all the work? I'm working on myself all the time. Here I am trying to find somebody. Men don't care. They don't work on themselves. I think they do. However, I think that the maybe the way that they self-communicate and evolve is a little bit different. And I think right. that what, what's there around male anger is just that understanding that more aggression is not going to be the thing that has you have what you want. It's like if you if you know that you are there's a there's a guy on social media he calls himself the angry man i'm like why would you call yourself that and all he does is rant about women and you know ridicule women and talk about how horrible women are it's like of course you're angry i mean it's a popular it's a popular way to be you right? know it's, so popular. It's, a, it's, a, it's a popular way, way to be but here's the thing about it is that you still don't get that yummy delicious connective you know all the things mm -hmm. that because you don't get all of that yumminess. You know what I'm saying? It's like staying angry. You won't get that yumminess from the thing that the person that you want to get it from. You right. might you might attract another angry person, another, you know, like an angry woman who can match that. Yeah. Right. And some people, a lot of I know a lot of women was like, oh, he's too nice. Oh, he's too yes. soft. Which is oh he's too <laughs> he, yeah right like they want angry bad boy guy right yeah. until that anger is reversed and put on them yeah you know and it's like oh no you could be angry towards everybody else not just not <laughs> don't be angry with me <laughs> just don't be angry right? with me right yeah and we want to you want to start to look at what is that thing that says okay no I want the bad boy. I want the angry guy. I want the, you know, nobody says I want the angry guy, but it's part of that bad boy yeah. persona. Yeah. You that know? struggle. I call it that struggle love. Like that that dude that's gonna give you the struggle, that woman that's gonna give you that struggle. It's like, you know, some of us are just such a match for that. 
with no no um, ability to be able to say like like how am I being a match for that? Like who am I actually? Because we're not we're not born angry. <laughs> we might be born crying and needing things, but we're not born like damn. <laughs> this is not what I wanted to come. <laughs> right. You know, you know like, I think, um I think it's also people gotta people gotta wake up to reality, like yeah. real world reality, not your interpersonal reality, right? Which I've described, you know, there's a difference between reality and interpersonal. And yeah. if we're talking about 3D reality, we're talking about your five senses. Yeah. Right, 3D reality is inside of it. It you can ground yourself in reality. What did I see it? Did I hear it? Did I physically touch it? Like feel it? When you say feel, it's not I feel happy. It's more so like I felt that pluck. Right, yeah, yeah. that's a reality. And then your interpersonal reality is only personal to you, mm. and it feels mm. real because it's it's personal to you. So it's yeah. your opinions, your perceptions, your ideals. All of that is all interpersonal. It's not. Is, it is not the same as reality, yeah. right? And so your opinion clearly could be completely different from another person's opinion, right? And it doesn't mean that you are not both living in reality. It's just that it's your interpersonal yeah. reality, yeah. right? And so I think people are not living. I know for myself, and I've said this in Wake Up a few times, how I judged my mother, right, against Claire Huxtable. Mm. Ooh. Right. <laughs> so I are. Right. I judged my mom against Claire Huxtable. Yeah. And, you know, because my mom didn't show up as Claire, there was something wrong with my mother. Yeah. And so people got to be in, tell the truth in their realities. A lot of times, the people that we think that we want or desire in our life is coming from some imagery that was some sort of interpersonal ideal. Right. Like yeah. Claire was the ideal versus the reality of my mother was out there working two or three jobs to make sure I had Lee jeans and a roof over my head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and multiple color Lee jeans. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and she took the time to actually do the permanent crease by sewing the crease. Like that was she was my Claire. You know, yeah, she was. But she was my Claire. But the the imagery of what the Cosby show showed versus what. I was receiving what I thought I was receiving. Yeah. So a lot of people are angry because they're not getting their ideal. Yeah. Right. But you got to even question yourself. That ideal, is that even in reality? Exactly. You know, when you ask a woman what she wants, or you ask a man what he wants in a woman, the list is like Santa Claus long. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and based on something they saw, right? right. Like something we, we encountered, like a character or something. Right, like a character, yeah. right? Yeah. And so you want an avatar. Yeah. Right. But do you really want the what experiences exactly do you really want? So yeah. this is how we can get caught up in being attracted to whoever you thought the bad boy was maybe from some cinema or some song or literally from bad boy, you know, yeah. the music. Yeah. <laughs> like you got to face reality because the reality is about also our physical experiences. Yeah. Not just our interpersonal ideals. Yeah. Because those also evolve as we change, as we grow, as we evolve. 
Yeah. I love that. And it's also what, what indicates our impact and our outcome, right? Like if I'm sitting here and I'm just expressing whatever I feel and I'm vomiting it on everybody and I'm just doing it the way I want to do it or following a guidance that I don't truly understand. And then I look at my life and all I have is complaints about where it is. You know, it's, it's in my best interest to be like, well, if maybe this thing that I'm trying to be like, I'm trying to act like Diddy in the nineties and I'm throwing cash around and trying to be cute. And you know what I mean? With like lights in my eyes and stuff like that. Like I'm trying to live that life. Maybe trying to live that life. It, it's not it. Like maybe not that's it. not the, right. the, maybe that maybe that's not it. Yeah. Cause I can tell you I'm out. I'm, you know, if anybody follow me on Facebook, they know I'm out. Right. Yeah. I'm outside. And so sometimes I'm outside and I get hit on by some of these gentlemen and I'm like, oh, that sounds like a, a, a freaking bad boy. Like, like, I feel like I'm in the 90s. Right? Like, I'm going to come out in the Escalade next. What's happening? Right. You know? Like, we talk about some surface nonsense. You know, yeah. who are you, yeah. sir? Who are you? Yeah. You know, and then it's like we, people are stuck. And you wonder why you're angry because you're not getting what you want. You're stuck in this reality. Yeah. Versus facing, you're stuck in an interpersonal reality versus facing Absolutely. reality. Yeah. What experience, and like you can be so disappointed that you're not getting the experiences that you desire because they're based off of some falsehood. Yeah, yeah. You can be so angry that she or he doesn't show up or they don't show up the way that you desire because it's based on some avatar. Yeah. You know, and so facing and like also being honest with yourself. I know my past relationship, I I displaced a lot of anger towards him because I didn't face reality that I'm not into smokers. I don't yeah. care if you're smoking a cigar, yeah. I don't care if you smoke weed, cigarette. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I crossed my own boundary or my own non-negotiable. And then I was angry with him and I blamed and I shamed. And I, so you see like that was my, out of my, also my creation. Yeah. Right. Because I was in this idea that because of me and all my fabulousness, I <laughs> stop. Right? Because I said so, mm -hmm. right? And so the way it's supposed to be, right? And so <laughs> out of my anger derived another level of his anger, yeah. Right, and now we're in the soup of anger, yeah. yeah. And so facing reality is a, a, a very and facing reality also of your insecurities is yeah. a very important step to living well, living well in relationships and living well, even outside of relationship, the relationship with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Coach Mika, as always amazing. We've gone over the hour a little bit and I know that you you're on a schedule today. I would love to keep you forever. Right. And you know, we, we know we're going to have you back on. Um, but I, I think the important thing is, is that we do, I love the, the takeaway that you're offering for people. It's that, you know, questioning my idea of what my expectation is and, you know, where this anger is coming from, the source of why I'm mad at this person that they're not, you know, this 
I always say the Norman Rockwell painting, but I don't know if that's an old reference. You know, younger than us don't understand, but why I'm I'm having this expectation and being mad that it's unmet. But then also, I think, um, you know, there's just that that willingness to not only let me take responsibility for what I see when I look around at my life, if it's what I actually really want to be experiencing or not, but also, um, uh, I lost my thought. I had a really, I had a really good, <laughs> as you were talking, it came up, right? It happened. It happened. I lost my thought. Oh, so, you know, what I want people to walk away with in this, this social energy that's happening right now, especially around dating and relationships and relating with each other and relationships where it is uh, gender differences that you're trying to work out or whatever preconceived notions you have about whatever gender you deal with, whatever gender you want to date, whatever gender is in your family. I think that what I would really want people to walk away with is that it's not, you know, this whole thing around matching energies. It's, there's nothing to win as far as up against another person. And that the journey, the journey can be about how does this grow me and evolve me always. It can right. always be about that. And I think that when we're in our most emotional, sometimes it's hard to come down off of a craziness, but just the willingness to ask that question can make a difference as well. Like, how can this grow me? Like, I don't have to match energy. I always say, why match energies with somebody who you don't think can communicate? Like, that makes no sense. Right. <laughs> you know, I don't have to go head to head with everybody who gets angry because anyone who's getting angry is acting out of their own, like you said, inner personal, personal reality, their own, you hurt. know, movie. Yeah. Their own yeah. hurt because disappointment is hurtful. And so yeah. you might have an expectation of somebody or a thing or also losing control is hurtful. Yeah. Not having control when you are operating, when you're addicted to control and not having control, that's hurtful yes. stuff for a lot of people. Yeah. And so what people we are, we're saying today that this is unprocessed anger. But what the true statement is, is it's unprocessed hurt. Mm. And, yeah. you know, what I do for a living is that's what I do for a living. We have conversations in a half an hour to 45 minutes, as you know, you know, because you were a client of mine, yeah. of conversations to, to, to deal with that unprocessed disappointment and hurt, right? Yeah. And get it clear so that you can build inside of reality versus living in that box of your interpersonal reality because there's nothing you can't create in that box. Yeah, You're only limited to what you got, right? But inside of the box of reality, you have an abundance. Lim you're limitless yeah. of what you can create, right? Mm -hmm. And so having conversations to see where you're stopped and blocked inside of your upset and disappointments, it's like just having a man at the age of 46 be able to resolve a disappointment that was at eight and now he create from 46, like, this whole new world, it's like, <laughs> it just gives me so much joy. That's why I love what I do. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. I love, like I said the last time I was here, I love black men. Yeah. I love you. You have no idea how much I, and I think black women love you, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, we don't want you suffering from your insecurities. We mm -hmm. don't want you hurt. 
We want you to thrive. But you also get we are hurt. Yeah. Equally. Yeah. Right? And if we both get that we're hurt, then we can begin a new conversation in healing. Yeah. I love it. A hundred percent. So tell everybody how they can find you. You can find me here on Facebook. Um, My Facebook handle is my name, Mika Joseph. Um, You can find me on Instagram. I am at the Crystal Raven BK on IG. You can find me. um, You can also email me. Um, You can DM me, have conversations. If you're ready to play this game of clarity and openness and limitlessness, let's go. Mm -hmm. Yes, I love it. And and I can attest. I always like to attest. You changed <laughs> my life, Coach Mika. That's why you're my girl. You're mine. I'm never letting you go. You <laughs> I got it. Uh, <laughs> I, I have a girlfriend. She used to say, you fuck with me, you stuck with me. So <laughs> you fuck with me, honey. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. And and thank you so much. Thank you for taking the time, Coach Mika. Thank you for being with us today and being just transforming and prolific and sharing and generous as always. Love you so much. Thank you for being here. Yeah. And everybody who commented during the show, um, you know, if you're on other platforms, we will find you. We will answer. We will respond. Thank you. Thank you for the time that you took to sit and, you know, hear us out. Hopefully we were able to offer you something that will cause you transformation. And I do want to share that I am currently creating and offering scholarships for survivors of domestic abuse. So if you're currently in recovery from a violent or abusive domestic relationship, um, I right now I'm just titling it titling it Scholarships for Recovering Survivors of Domestic Abuse. Now, this is something I've done informally for a long time, but I decided to set up a structure around it. And I can afford to cover about 80% of the cost for it, but I started to go fund fund me for the other 20% of the cost. So I'm currently raising about $6,500. I'm going to put the GoFundMe link if you would like to donate. If you're somebody that I have helped in the past, you're right. You, like it, it's, this is an opportunity for us to take care of each other as a community. If we've worked together in the past around it and you know who you are, pro bono, especially those of you who've really had some major transformation, I know I know a few of you out there doing real well, I want you to help pay it forward, right? I'm asking you to help me pay it forward so that I can continue to do this work and you know have the bandwidth and actually bring other people on to help me with helping people who don't necessarily know that they will be able to afford the luxury of love coaching. (laughs) It may not be there yet, right? but they still need to have it. So if you've received value from this particular show, please go to my GoFundMe page, show your appreciation, or you can show appreciation for for both me and coach Mika on YouTube. My cash app is there value for value. Um, You're, you know, just continue your flow of abundance as we continue our flow of abundance to you. And that is it. I think that's it. Is there anything else that you can think of, Coach Mika? No, I think this is, it was an awesome topic. I think it's an awesome conversation. You yeah. know, I love being with you. You're mm-hmm. such, you're so graceful. I just love it. <laughs> so thank you. And I'll come again. Yes, I love it. All right, everybody. Until next time, keep being unapologetically lovable and give yourself grace. Love you so much. Bye now. Take care, Bye, everyone.